Hey, welcome. It's uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock. Mark Spin- uh, Spitzengale, uh, Spitzengale. Uh, he is a chief investment officer at Universal Investments. He did an interview with New York Magazine, and what he had to say about the economy was very, very interesting, particularly the Federal Reserve. New polling data puts Biden in an even worse light against, um, well, all the Republican candidates, frankly. Uh, And then we have this assault on prescription medicine. We've got a ton that we're going to get to, but before I do that, Brian, listen. I love Hank Jr. Yeah. Is he yeah. back on again? Uh, no, no, but he, he, I'm just wondering if you're ready for some foot, well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the Browns, the Browns won yesterday. Did they? I yeah. didn't catch them. Oh, you you missed a great yeah. game. It was um, good, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, well, uh, earlier uh, last week, uh, Pittsburgh lost. Oh, okay. But I don't Browns, follow the Steelers either. But the Browns won. <laughs> uh, how'd Kansas City do? I'm not sure. I haven't. Uh, I didn't watch this week. Oh, you didn't? No, I missed oh. it. Have you heard? Uh, yeah, yeah. How they you do? Have the exact same record the Browns do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to rub it in, but maybe this is the next year that we've. Oh, been I for. just now saw Kansas City lost. Well. Just wait till next year. <laughs> you see, I've learned from the expert. Yes, yes, you have to learn to, to keep that in mind. That could be different next year. Never is, but, you know, you keep that in mind. What a shame. <laughs> what a brilliant uh, pass. And, and offsides killed it. Unbelievable. Yeah, you can't blame the refs for this one. I mean, you can sit there and nitpick, but Kansas City put themselves in a 14-zip hole. They were just terrible. They should have never been in that position to begin with. So wow. they only have themselves to blame for their loss. Well, you know, I think the penalty sucked as well because the next play, the exact same thing happened on the other side of the ball and it wasn't called. The guy was over the uh, in the, in the uh, neutral zone. Yeah, I I heard there's some tumult about the refs and uh, yeah, you know that was kind of unprofessional. But I can understand how emotional these players get when they you know got a must win game and you got the refs coming in taking away seven points. That hurts. Yeah, but again, you, you should have never been in that position to begin with. Frankly, I I I blame it on a certain female vocalist. Yeah. He didn't get to the game on time. Oh, Travis Kelsey's wife. <laughs> <laughs> they actually said that last night. Oh, God. I was that, like, no, they didn't just... Oh, they did. Uh, that's going to cause friction between them. He's going to resent that. Anyway, uh, I am sad that uh, Kansas City did not prevail. They are my second favorite team. And it was just such a brilliant... I mean, the, the pass and then... The the, the uh, hook and ladder kind of oh thing. my yeah, god it was it was amazing just to have it ripped back I know there were so many calls that did not go Kansas City's way I saw Patrick Mahomes almost decapitated on one play where his helmet almost came off no there's nothing no no foul there 
No, nobody noticed a thing. No, we didn't see it. Sorry. <sighs> sad, sad, sad. Yeah, I, I hate blaming the refs, and it's. Um, but I just saw there's a controversy about them not uh, not catching things. I remember when they went on strike, and these college uh, refs went in, and oh, they were just terrible. They made mistakes. Well, these guys make mistakes too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just excited because uh, two words that I haven't heard sounding together uh, in decades are now being mentioned at the same time. Browns and playoffs. (laughs) So (laughs) we shall see. Are you trying to jinx yourself? No, no, I have complete faith in them. (laughs) I always ask Gwen when we're sitting down, who who are the Browns losing to this week? Uh, but they've been surprising me. They've they've done, they've lost some games they absolutely shouldn't have, um, and then won some games they probably shouldn't have. But that's what football's about. It's just the excitement, the fun. It's a game, and uh, man, these athletes are amazing. But I want to move on and talk about the uh, state of the economy. Uh, Mark Spitznagel is the uh, chief investment officer over at Universal Investments. He did an interview with New York Magazine, and he delivered a review, a scathing review of the Federal Reserve uh, and their monetary policy. Um, He thinks the Fed has created a tinderbox time bomb that will explode into a mega inferno. In the shape of a major market crash sometime in the next few years. Um, I, I tend to think he's right. You can't, you can't keep spending. You can't keep creating money and, and inflating uh, without some, some ramification somewhere down the road. For those of you who are interested, we now have a national debt of $33,906,000,000. trillion. That means another $94 billion, and we will cross that threshold into $34 trillion. And it doesn't take them long uh, to burn through those billions of dollars. They literally are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, a second. Uh, So it it really, I think, does portend problems down the road. I would seriously, and I'm not giving out advice, I'm just, I seriously think I should be investing a little more in gold, um... And making sure that my stocks are diversified, just in case this happens uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but all this, it, as much as as uh, Biden is responsible for a lot of this, I mean, sending out all those uh, checks uh, that didn't need to be sent out because the recovery was already taking place when he when he got into office. We didn't need that extra uh, boost of money, but. Um, He's done more than that. He's expanded. In fact, if you look at the jobs report, see where a whole big chunk of those jobs that they reported this uh, this last jobs report came from, from government. Every time they expand a government uh, policy somewhere, they have to hire more people, and you have to pay for it. So, you know, in addition to that, he's, you know, trying to give money away for college uh, loans. He's doing everything he can to bribe people into voting for him. And that's, you know, a a major part of the problem over the last few years. But he's got other problems, and that include the border, 
his military, uh, his command of the military has been abysmal. He's also uh, got a problem with pharmaceuticals. Uh, in fact, there is a piece at uh, MSN. Record high drug shortages in the United States are now impacting individuals across the country as the Biden administration fails to address the issue effectively. Uh, uh, there are all kinds of things that you can't get. Baby formula and prescription drugs and uh, others that, that uh, have gotten hard, harder to find, in many cases impossible to find, since Biden's been in office. And the Democrats want to fix this. In fact, Biden is actually thinking of canceling uh, patents on medicines. Bad idea. The first part of that idea that was bad was the federal government taking my money and giving it to pharmaceutical companies and universities so they could try and come up with pharmaceuticals. But that said, that wasn't the deal that was made with them. So it's wrong on every level. But if he starts pulling patents, taking patents away, and, you know, it, it almost sounds like Mussolini is in the White House. Here's what's going to happen. Company says, uh, pharmaceutical company, university, uh, we're going to invest billions of dollars to create a pharmaceutical that will better handle whatever ails somebody. And they, they invest, they spend the time, they do the work, they come up with a product, they fight with the federal government to get it approved. It finally gets through, and that's so expensive they have to charge a lot to make up for it. If the federal government then comes in and says, yeah, well, we've decided you can't have the patent on that, then why would they work on the next drug? Why would they work on the next medical advancement? Why would they invest the time and the money to create something new, uh, some innovation, if they know that the government can waltz in and just yank the patent out from under them. They won't. So you will see right now in the United States, we create more medical devices, more pharmaceuticals, more new products for the uh, uh, health industry than any other country in the world. Because they can have that protection here for their products. When that goes away, when this becomes... You know, the way the federal government operates, just yanking these patents, you will find no country working to innovate, come up with new medical products, uh, and uh, it, it will just stagnate. Because who would risk it? It's like, what if, what if you, were, uh, you invested in drilling for oil and you found a well and the government said, well, you can't keep the oil. We're, we're going to spread it around to other oil companies. You would soon you'd quit drilling for oil. It's just the way big government works. And they want the government to fix the problem. Critics of the Biden administration raised the question uh, as to why these essential items uh, that we talked about before, baby formula, drugs, and things like that, are in short supply. Uh, the impact of drug shortages, they say, has proven detrimental for many patients, and uh, government regulation is much to blame for the scarcity. 
Drug shortages in Biden's America have hit a record high. Lawmakers warn they could mean life or death for millions of patients. And what do they want? They want the government to fix it. They want more government. No, no, no. Get the government out of these places. They don't belong there. Prices will come down. Supply will increase. <sighs> what does it take to wake up all of these lefties? All right, we're up against the clock, and uh, we do have to take a break. This um, this is so frustrating when I when I hear people say they want more government. We'll kick a little bit of this around and take your calls on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 923, and frankly, this belief that the government can do anything and everything is frustrating to me. And politicians uh, are expected to cure, I think, a problem that doesn't exist. But nevertheless, they're being pushed to fix what they think is, you know, the end of the world man-made global warming. As the host of this latest uh, environmental confab said, there is no science out there, no scenario out there that says that the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve one and a half degrees Celsius. Uh, and he warned that attempting to wean the world off fossil fuels would take the world back to the back into caves. And he's absolutely right. They're pushing that here in the United States. This is the whole AOC, you know, carbon neutral crap uh, and we're seeing it here in Colombia we're seeing it all over the country especially where the leftists dominate in spite of what we know about these kinds of, of uh, in, uh, encounters the, the, when we tried it in other countries it didn't work Wall Street Journal has a great piece they said the European Union's Green Deal is on the rocks barely four years after it uh, unveiled to great fanfare uh, key elements of the program, especially concerning land conservation, have withered on contact with Europe's uh, European Parliament. Enthusiasm for the rest is waning. Brussels frets it can't keep pace with subsidies in uh, America's Inflation Reduction Act because Europe doesn't have the money. They spend it all on universal health care. Uh, the United Kingdom, in September, the Prime Minister ditched an electric vehicle mandate that had been due to kick in in 2030. It still didn't spare him from revolt from his own party, uh, as more than two dozen voted against a backdoor attempt to impose on automakers quota for sales of new EVs. So in Europe, where they're trying to do the same thing, push everybody into a battery-powered car, that's not working there. Uh, the goal is to avoid the embarrassment that befell the center-left in elections in the Netherlands last month. The vote was a rebuff of uh, the uh, pr uh, the European Union's Green Deal. Voters instead turned uh, to a politician on the right. Uh, so it, it has failed miserably even there. Germany is slipping into political disarray after a court ruling in mid-November disallowed a budget gimmick that Berlin planned to use to finance its net zero pledges by forcing tens of billions of euros of green spending back uh, to the government's balance sheet from their slush fund where they hoped to hide the expense. The ruling confronted voters with the true cost of net zero. 
and they rejected it. So we have all these failures everywhere it's been tried, and yet the Democrats keep pushing for it here. The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Crazy. Just plain crazy. And the cars, the battery-powered cars, there is a, uh, a story. Electric car reliability is pretty terrible. Here's the proof. Um, consumers uh, did this um, annual auto reliability survey from Consumer Reports. And it's abysmal. I'm not saying there are no good battery-powered cars or that they all fail, but their, their rating from Consumer Reports, you can look it up yourself, was abysmal. But no, no, we'll keep pushing for it. <sighs> it is frustrating. 874-9390-800-529-5572 or go to... Uh, GaryNolan.com and send a message. It'll pop up here in studio. Mitt Romney uh, has made the, a statement that truly exposes him for what he is. I'll tell you about that in, um, in a few minutes, probably about 935. And then we're going to move on to a new poll. Um, Biden is getting whipped left, right, uh, up, down, deep and repeatedly. And there is uh, a new poll out that, I mean, this should terrify Democrats. I just, I cannot believe that the Democrats are going to let this guy run. Something is going to happen here. Uh, part of me thinks they know that there is a connection between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And they'll let the Republicans dig it out, all the while protesting. And then when faced with it, they'll say, oh, well, okay, you're right, we have to get rid of them. I just can't imagine how they could let this guy run for re-election, give him the nomination, knowing that everybody beats him. Brian's dog could beat him. <laughs> Is that, I mean, he's, what has he done well? If you really think about it, he didn't fix the economy. The economy was on the mend when he took office. He made inflation surge at record levels. Then there was the Afghanistan withdrawal. Then there's this uh, prescription drug shortage that we were talking about. That's part of the government bureaucracy that he supports. You may not be able to directly hold him accountable for that. But it, these are policies that he, as a Democrat, has supported. What has he done well? Absolutely nothing. I mean, the, the guy has the hand of the axe. He just crushes everything he touches. Anyway, we'll give you the details on uh, that new polling data uh, in the next half hour uh, as well. And fat pride. Uh, it's new to me. But fat pride is a new battleground in America's culture wars. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
Polling data, surprising polling data. We'll get to that in a minute, but I, I'm going to change directions here for just a couple of seconds because I need your help. It is, uh, by the way, 9.35. Um, I take endorsements very seriously. Uh, if you've listened to this program for any length of time at all, you know that I don't, somebody can't just walk up to me and say, hey, will you endorse this guy or this gal or this company or whatever? Uh, because you trust me to be honest with you, I always do a lot of homework before I uh, will endorse, and if I get bad reports, uh, I'll I'll kill it. Uh, I just it it means that much to be honest with you. So, for instance, when I was looking for someone, uh, uh, when somebody came to me uh, and said, "There's a, a guy that wants to uh, have you endorse him. He they do lagoon maintenance and grease trap and hydro jetting and septic tanks." I got on the radio and I said. Have you had uh, a septic tank problem and who fixed it? And what I was looking for were, were negative responses for different companies. And I never mentioned the name of the company. The net result was I got a ton of really great responses for pro pumping and hydrojetting. Everybody, I mean, every response was positive. So I endorsed them. I'm trying to make absolutely sure that we do the right, uh, you know, the right thing by you. Same thing with Como Premium Exteriors. Uh, I had asked about having work done outside the house. Who did it? Uh, what kind of work was done? And, and what do you think? Were they any good? And I got a ton of responses. And theirs were terrific. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I trust you just as you expect me to be honest. So now I got a message from a salesperson and there is a company out there that does foundation repair. And they want me to endorse them. Well, I don't have a bad foundation. So now I have to rely on you. Uh, once again, I am not going to tell you the name of the company that wants me to endorse them. I'm just going to ask you this. If you've had foundation repairs on your building, your home, whatever, your garage, I don't care... If you've had foundation repairs, tell me who did it and tell me if they did a good job, if you were happy, if you felt like you got your dollar's worth. Go to GaryNolan.com. There are no, no cookies. There's no nothing. You just go to GaryNolan.com and you say, here's who did it. They did a great job, a terrible job. Here's what went wrong. Whatever you want to tell me. So if you've had foundation repair, uh, and, and this way... If I decide, I'm going to tell you, pro pumping, it took me a year, I think, and a half to finally nail it down and go, yep, I am comfortable with them. This is someone I can recommend. So I'm being careful here, too. If you've had foundation repair work done, tell me who did it. Tell me what kind of a job they did, whether you're happy with it, you got your money's worth. Go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. It will pop up right here in studio. It's the only way I know of to, to make absolutely sure that it's um, that I'm getting good advice for you. Uh, Mitt Romney in the news because he said that he is considering voting for Biden. And this exposes Romney for who he really is. Allow me to explain. There are several political parties who have candidates 
seeking the nomination. There's the Conservative Party, the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, the Democrats, the Republicans. There are a whole bunch of them out there. Some of them have greater impact than others. Your vote is sending a message. And Romney's vote, his threat to vote for Biden over Trump, is saying, I'm really a progressive. I'm really a Democrat. If he were truly a conservative, he would vote for the conservative party or the libertarian party. If he were truly a conservative. And he would say that, you know, I'm a conservative. These people share my values. Uh, they may not win, but, you know, if it weren't Trump, uh, the Republican Party would have had my vote, too. Instead, he went to the polar opposite of the Republican Party. And the only way he could get further to the left is to vote for a Green Party candidate or just an out-and-out -out Communist Party candidate. This tells you what a phony he is. He's not interested in smaller government. He's not interested in more liberty. He's not interested in free markets. He's interested in bigger government. I think he demonstrated that when he ran. He demonstrated that with his votes. And he's demonstrating that with this threat to vote for Biden over Trump. Look, if Trump's not conservative enough, go to the conservative party or the libertarian party. Send a message by supporting somebody who believes what you believe. And I think that's what Mitt Romney did. He threatened to vote for somebody who believes what he believes. And that would be Joe Biden. And that's why he was such an abysmal failure as a candidate. Why he is uh, rejected so soundly by so many conservatives. He simply isn't really a conservative. Uh, moving on, because uh, we are burning through topics here, Brian, but this poll, this poll that shows Nikki Haley 17 points ahead of Biden. Wow. Uh, I, and you know I'm not a Nikki Haley fan. I think she's, uh, uh, she's going to get us in a war. I think the government will continue to move in the same direction it always had. But, you know, if you wanted to get rid of Biden, uh, this apparently is the, uh, these are the coattails you want to ride. The odds, they say at Mediaite, may still be stacked against her in the Republican primary, but should former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley capture the nomination, a stunning new poll suggests the general election would be a cakewalk for her. It's a Wall Street Journal poll that came out on Saturday Haley, in a hypothetical one-to-one -one matchup with Joe Biden, has a remarkable 17-point lead, 51-34. Should the matchup materialize and the margin hold, it would represent the largest winning general margin since 1984 when Ronald Reagan topped Walter Mondale by 18 points. Wow. That's, that's quite a jump. Uh, but uh, Trump doesn't do too badly either. Um, Haley has the, is the overwhelming uh, favorite against Biden. But Trump doesn't do too badly either. He gets a four-point advantage over Biden, 47-43. And it finds that if Trump were 
convicted of a felony. He's only been charged with 91 felony counts and four criminal prosecutions. He would still only trail Biden by a single point. Uh, Ron DeSantis, they're saying, is dead even at 45-45. Interesting. If, if things hold the way they are, nothing changes, it'll be Donald Trump with a perhaps four-point edge that could drop to a one-point deficit. If Haley manages to, to get the nomination, uh, she's a way outside the margin of error, whopping 17-point advantage over Joe Biden. Wonder if that affects anybody's thinking out there. Uh, let me go to the phones. Gary is on the line. Good morning. Yes, uh, Gary, on Haley, uh, uh, that margin of victory sure in the heck affects me. It's I just don't know if I can stomach her militaristic, industrial, military complex. Uh, she's so pro going into... But I'm almost willing to stomach her to be sure we don't have Biden. Uh, well, what 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 did your opinion? <laughs> well, I I do think she's a hawk, uh, and I do think she'll get us involved in a war, and I don't think we can afford it. She scares the hell out of me. The advantage to Donald Trump over Haley uh, is that Trump won't get us into a war. He seems reluctant to get us uh, involved militarily in other countries, and I think that's a huge advantage uh, for the country. Uh, if it actually came, to, if if the libertarians didn't feel the candidate that I agreed with, and I had no better choice, uh, I had to vote Republican. I would take Trump uh, over Haley. Yeah. One other question. Last week, I heard on the last Biden bill, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, that <laughs> on Glenn Beck there was a segment where. The language in there, they have where they're actually, instead of just decommissioning coal plants, in that bill, they're disassembling coal plants so they can never, ever be used again. And I wasn't aware, but so I'm going back on your station. So that's the stinkiest thing I, I think I've ever heard. Well, it's the left taking away choice. That's how they operate. You don't do what they want. They will just simply take away the choice. Yeah, it's it's appalling on that. Uh, are Republicans, because Trump will have to do everything in executive order, how do you feel about that? And All right, is, I, I, I'm just yeah. going to respond to executive orders, and then i got to go. Uh, Gary, thank you. Listen on the air. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I'm not a fan of executive orders. This is not initially what they were designed for, but they have been abused over and over again. Not just the Democrats, but the Republicans, too. The problem with executive orders is the next president comes in and says, yeah, we're going the other direction. And the result is the country gets whipsawed between the two. Unlike a piece of legislation that is enacted and engaged, um, this disappears the moment... At, at, literally at, at the whim of the next president. And that, my friends, means, yeah, you can build a pipeline. No, you can't build a pipeline. Yeah, you can build a pipeline. No, you can't. 
just ridiculous. All right, up against the clock. Quick poll, or quick poll, quick break. We'll be reading this poll. Woo, 17 points. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. 952, glad to have you with us. Uh, If you've had any foundation work done on your home, go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, and let me know who did it and whether they did a good job or not. Uh, Somebody wants me to endorse them. I won't tell you who the company is, but I need feedback from you because I can't just, you know, go out and hire them to fix uh, a foundation that isn't broken. Uh, but anyway, if you would do that, I would appreciate it. Tell me who did it and uh, whether you, you got your money's worth. You were happy with the job. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Mark sent me a notice. We were talking earlier about uh, Romney being such a phony. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza said that he had uh, evidence um, as 2000 in his uh, 2000 mules uh, in the Obama-Romney election. Romney wouldn't hear it. I, you know, I don't, I don't care that he was or wasn't convinced that uh, the election was stolen. It, it's just not, it's not the issue. The issue is, does he believe in freedom, liberty? Uh, does he support small government? Will he cut spending? Uh, Romney wouldn't have done anything. He was a terrible candidate. He just isn't really a conservative. At least I don't see that as uh, as the case. And then, and then to say that he's going to come out and vote for the Democrat candidate who's done such a horrible job. I mean, listen, think of the logic of this. Here's a guy that uh, really poured the steam on inflation, who's taking away free markets, who's pushing this battery-powered car regime and, and the uh, Green New Deal, whose policies for foreign involvement have been a miserable wreck. And he's thinking he's going to swing for him? I mean, what the hell? Uh, it's, it's insanity. All right, 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. Uh, we've got uh, a whole bunch more ground here that we uh, need need to cover. Uh, we were talking about uh, the economy and uh, the uh, Federal Reserve, and, and now we've got these higher interest rates. And what is it doing for housing? Well, it's curious that interest rates have gone up, but home sales, uh, you know, prices have gone up, but but home sales continue. Mortgage rates, uh, you know, really make a huge difference. An increase of just a few points can literally mean hundreds of thousands of dollars more in interest over the, uh, the life of a loan, over a 30-year loan. Uh, the payments get absolutely outrageous. Um, so they're raising interest rates. And it's actually at a point now where it's better to rent than to own. The Wall Street Journal says home ownership has become a pipe dream for more Americans. Even as those who could afford to buy just a few years ago, many would-be buyers already feeling the stretch, uh, they're being stretched thin by uh, home prices that shot quickly higher in the pandemic. But at least mortgage rates were low. Now, now they're high. And people are just giving up. It's now less affordable than any time in recent history to buy a home and the math... It's not changing anytime soon. 
Wall Street Journal says home prices are expected to go back to pre-pandemic levels. The Federal Reserve, which has started raising uh, rates aggressively early last year to curb inflation, hasn't shown any interest in cutting them. Mortgage rates slipped to about 7% last week, the lowest in several months, but they're still more than twice what they were two years ago. So this is, you know, the steam is being poured on. Typically, high mortgage rates slow down home sales and home prices should soften as a result. You know, we got this house on the market. Uh, nobody's buying uh, because they can't afford the payments. The interest is so high. Let's lower the payment, take less money so they can make a, you know, so they can make a sale. But that's not happening. Home sales are falling, but prices are still going up. There just aren't enough homes to go around. The national median existing home price rose to just shy of $400,000 in October. $392,000, the average price of a home? That's insane. And these interest rates, you know, you'd think this would soften it, but it's not. And now they're saying, go ahead and rent. Rents are on the rise, but the cost of buying a house has risen by a lot more. The average monthly new mortgage payment is 52% higher in the United States than the average apartment rent. The premium is even sharper in some major metropolitan areas. Uh, you'll find they are mostly uh, left-leaning areas, but that's just coincidence, I'm sure. Some people are just abandoning the idea of saving for a down payment. The usual tricks aren't working. When interest rates rise, buyers sometimes turn to a, a type of mortgage that offers a, a lower rate for the first few months, that variable rate thing. But the costs of those adjustable rate mortgages, uh, they've gone up sharply. This, you know, this is what the government is doing to us. <sighs> they won't stop. They won't stop and nobody will wake up. All right, I've got a, uh, a story for you that uh, Brian and I both looked at and it's a conundrum. I, I don't know what I would do. I'll ask you next. This the Gary is Nolan the Show. Gary Nolan Show.